Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome in to the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demakos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner. And we are back post the NFL draft. It was a uh, very interesting NFL draft this season, considering. There was a, a pick at the top of the draft that was the talk of the NFL for the last two months, and it happened. It actually happened. The Arizona Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray, but the kicker was that Josh Rosen was still on the roster, right? And that was – there was a lot of speculation that a trade would happen ahead of the draft. There was a lot of speculation that a trade would happen during the fir- that first pick. Um, and then they drafted Kyler, and the trade value for Josh – plummeted because at that moment you know Josh Rosen you do not want him on your team and the worst case scenario now that we know is what Josh Rosen was prepared to do which was I'm prepared to compete and I'm prepared to beat Kyler Murray and if that happened it would have been absolutely atrocious well we knew that couldn't happen right I mean there's no way they would let that happen started to plummet I think they ended up getting decent value for as bad as it got but when Drew Locke slipped to the second round the Giants took Daniel Jones at six. The Redskins took their guy at 15. Like everybody started to slide. You're like, oh, wait a minute. This yeah. is really interesting. So, look, they gave up a lot to move up to get Rosen last year. That's what's going to bite them. Yes. They got Kyler Murray. They surrounded him with weapons. I like some of their draft. They didn't get the offensive lineman. No, which, which is, is still a concern. Really interesting. And I, you know, I think for Rosen, there's very little pressure. His personality should fit in Miami. He doesn't have to play right away, although I think he'll probably beat Fitzpatrick out. Yep. Fitzpatrick will probably be the starter because they're not expecting to do anything. But, look, I mean, all in all, we knew it was going to happen. It all kind of happened. I said all along, if they get a late second, like the last pick of the second round from the Patriots, okay, it's pretty good. They got a, a couple spots ahead of that. Kind of is what it is. I mean, we'll see. I mean, they, they gave Kyler Murray some weapons in Arizona, and they're going to ride it out with him, and Rosen's gone. So, you know, we'll see. Good. I'll I, I tell you what I did like, though, for a kid that's taken a ton of scrutiny – and I'm not his biggest supporter either. He handled himself with a lot of class. I don't care if somebody told him to do it. The way he put the video out, the way he went to Fitz's softball event and won the, the home run derby and got the standing ovation, like, good on you, kid, because like, <laughs> I loved a lot of the, the NFL guys on NFL Network, Hall of Famers, like, dude, you handled it better than I could have. Yeah. Like, it is not an easy situation. It's not. And, and I think the three of us in this room had different expectations for the return the Cardinals were going to get 
for, for Josh Rosen than I think the outside world did. I am not surprised they got a second-round pick. I think that's kind of what we all thought they were going to get in the end. It seems like to the outside, people were freaking out. They didn't trade him on night one. They didn't get a first-round pick. I never expected them to get a first-round pick. They no, didn't, didn't have either. any leverage in this no. situation. No, they didn't have any leverage, and they also didn't start doing it fast enough to facilitate what would have been a, a better trade, right? You know, we really should look at it from Miami's point of view, too. They got a steal. Yeah, this is great yes. for Miami. You got a top 10 pick. Yes. Last year or this year, quarterback coming out, right? Yes. They're paying him $6 million. Cardinals have taken all his guaranteed money. Yep. You give up a second-round pick for a guy that could be your franchise guy for 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Whoever made the trade was getting a home run. The yeah. Cardinals already took the hit. Yeah, Miami, from their perspective, this is a home run because as pretty much every draft analyst would tell you, if Josh Rosen was coming out this year, he would be the number one quarterback yeah. and by And they get far. the fifth-year option because he was a first-round yep. pick last year. So, like, from Miami's point of view, it's a home run trade. Yeah. Yes. You get a low-cost four years on a rookie mm-hmm. deal to just say, is he our guy or not? Yeah. Like I, I think Denver may have given up their second-round pick if Drew Locke didn't slide yeah. to the yeah. point when that was their guy that they wanted at 10, yep. right? And then, okay, we get him in the second round. Let's ride it out. We don't have to make that trade. Yeah, there was a lot of speculation. I think that was best-case scenario for the yes. Cardinals was getting their, you know, the Broncos' second second-round pick. Yeah, and the LA Chargers were actually in on it as well. I know that they were really, really interested in keeping Josh in and LA. that probably would have been best-case scenario for Josh. For but sure. One of Miami personality-wise – He's going to be fine. There. He should be fine. And he can go, go kind of be anonymous for a little while. Yeah. Unless Fitz gets hurt or throws five picks and they got to throw him in. And we'll see. You got an unproven head coach, Jim Caldwell, the offense coordinator down there, right? I believe Miami so. Miami now, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that should help. But, you know. We'll see. I, I just like the way the kid handled himself, man. Yeah, I, was... I, I, I wanted to give him props. I gave him props on the Draft Network's broadcast because I – thought to myself being his age, the way that the last two and a half months have kind of been handled. And I would say fumbled by the Cardinals at multiple times where they probably could have handled things better on social media. They could have handled things better out outwardly. They the could kid have, couldn't come back. No, I, I don't know really, the reports of like, I'll come back and compete. Good on you for saying yeah, good that, on you but for saying zero way, zero chance that that could have happened. No, the Cardinals could never allow for that to happen no. because it would it would admit it would mean that you just I can't believe your they, they gave him the playbook and he came for three days of minicamp as their starting quarterback, knowing that it was going to happen. That, yeah. that part still blows my mind. But I mean, what it is. there's part of me that that believes that there was there was some tug of war going on here because I think that there, you know, Josh is. There's people that believe in Josh, and and I, and I know that. And then there's people. I don't that, think it was a unanimous decision throughout yeah. the organization for what they wanted to do. That's yeah. what they ended up doing. And we'll so. see. Because guess what? They are all in on the Cliff Kingsbury experiment, right? Their let's, schedule let's, is brutal. Their schedule is brutal. And let's just – let's look at it from this perspective and a good transition into the draft and take the rows and stuff out of it. Yeah. What they did specifically in the draft, they drafted a lot of guys where you look at it and you go, okay, this makes sense for Cliff Kingsbury – but is that going to translate into the NFL? They currently have the worst odds in the NFC to make the playoffs. They are the worst odds in the as, NFC as to make. They should. Yes. I mean, just, yeah. If we're going to talk about their draft, I've got some serious question marks. Yeah. Of what they're doing. I love the kid from UMass, but he plays in the slot. Right now, the greatest Cardinal of all time still plays in the slot. <laughs> yeah. You drafted a kid in the second round last year, and Kirk that needs to play in the slot is playing yep. outside. So now you got three guys playing the slot. Kirk, I guess, is still going to have to play outside this year. I like the kid from Iowa State they drafted. They finally got a big, tall one that they wanted to go to. I, I, I kind of question some of the things they did. Some of it I like, some of it I don't like. But you had no offensive lineman. 
No, you that's know, and that's the biggest all, issue. Their offensive line's okay if it's healthy, but it hasn't been healthy in four or five years. I don't care who your quarterback is. You're talking about blitz schemes in the NFL with the schedule that they got with an offensive line. You went all in on Kyler Murray. He gets hurt in week four. That's the it that's really matter. that's the biggest thing, Jamie. When I look here and I look at the just their division, right? Yeah. Okay. Until until Russell Wilson is not throwing footballs anymore, the Seattle Seahawks with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson will compete yes, every year. Absolutely, every single year. I don't care that they lost their entire defense. As long as Russell Wilson is healthy, that defensive scheme yes. allows you to be fifteenth to eighteenth in total defense exactly. without any superstars like they've had. Without a MVP caliber quarterback, yeah. and that's what Russell Wilson is. Okay. They added some serious depth to their wide receiver room because mm-hmm. of obviously the news that we – and we can talk about that with Doug Baldwin. Stuff, yeah. You have Jimmy Garoppolo coming back with the San Francisco 49ers. And, oh, by the way, the other team in the division is the LA Rams. This may be the best team in the NFC. Yeah. Probably so, the I mean – The Niners, we all love their roster. Last year they sustained a ton of injuries. Yeah. They got better in the draft. Yeah. And, and they then, still competed down the stretch. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, by the way, you got the Rams. I, I'm, just, I'm Again, I'm, I'm not enthused by this Arizona Cardinals team at all. I, no. I, I understand that – you went all in on the maybe we're going to be dynamic offensively and sell some tickets this year, but yeah. I don't think they're going to be very good. I have no, we'll see what happens with Kingsbury's offense. Uh, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be some growing. Look, they're going to be fun to watch yeah. on yes. offense. There's going to be some growing pains and some really ugly moments. Yeah. The good news is they hired a pretty good offensive staff. Now those guys have worked together and they got to learn air raid, whatever they're calling it, NFL version. Kyler alone with some of the that pieces they've added, they're going to have some big plays. But yeah, as far as winning games, I don't think there's going to be a lot of them. So let's talk about the best and worst of the draft, right? Because yeah. there's there's obviously, uh, to me, and uh, this is as somebody who sat and analyzed all 254 picks with yeah. the draft network, with the guys who I trust, there is, we were struggling to remember a time where there was unanimous criticism of a draft pick like there was with the New York Giants at number six. I I don't remember there being, I'm talking about every national pundit, every national draft analyst, even guys who we know are in Gettleman's pocket in the New York media are still trashing this pick. And that's the problem because they duped themselves. Nobody had a first round grade on Daniel Jones. Nobody liked it. And at number six, it's such a hard pill to swallow for Giants fans and, and Jamie, you spent a lot of time in New York, so go ahead and react to yeah, this. Yeah, it, it's their, their entire draft was, especially day one, was just fascinating to me. Yeah. Because the, the Daniel Jones pick, which was, I mean, there was a little bit of a tease that came out before the draft that there's a team that has Daniel Jones number one on their board, and you know what team that is. Yeah, we knew. I just, to me, I, I don't get that pick there. Uh, I mean, I understand nobody has a first-round grade on Daniel Jones. I'm not sure anybody has a first-round grade on any of these quarterbacks. No, so, they like, don't. that part doesn't freak me out. It's more of that. They didn't take even the second best quarterback in this in this draft class. Or third. Uh, so, to me, I don't get that. I also have no confidence that Eli Manning is not still the starting quarterback two years from now. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> until you're actually truly ready, and by the way, that's a big reason why they weren't in on the Rosen sweepstakes. Yeah. They're clearly not ready to move on from Eli Manning. I don't know what what pictures Eli Manning has of, of the Mara family, but I told he, you a long time ago. More power than serious power in there. More power than I think any other quarterback or any other player in the league has. Yeah. Over ownership, uh, you you trade Snacks Harrison last year, and then you spend a mid first round pick on Dexter Lawrence, who does the exact same thing. <laughs> I, I just I don't I don't understand where this roster is going. Like the pick you got for Odell Beckham, you use on a guy that you literally that for a hole you just created because you traded Snacks Harrison. Yeah. Who's a two-down player. 
Yes. My biggest problem with the Giants is taking Daniel Jones at six. There were about eight generational type defensive talent yeah. players on yes. this draft. Ed Oliver was still there. Yes. There's guys that play all three downs. You end up taking a quarterback that's going to sit at six yes. and not help you now. Dexter Lawrence is a two-down player. Yes. You trade back in and get DeAndre Baker later, who's not the number one corner on the board that no. can't run, is not really a man-to-man guy. When James Betcher is like Todd Bowles, is playing a ton of man-to-man yeah. if he can and has the personnel. So you didn't do anything to really get better with three first-round picks. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't like, get whereas it. Whereas the Raiders, we'll talk about them some too, I'm yes. sure. I like most of what they did, but they got better in the first round with three they first did. round picks. I don't like They reached for the first pick, but they got a good player. That's yeah. going to help them. Right. They took who they had as the top, yeah. not who we think, but he's yeah. a lot better than Dexter, than Dexter yes. Lawrence, and he's yes. a three-down player. Yes. Yeah. How do you take a defensive still- tackle at 17 sure. that's only a two-down player that's not playing, and, and <sighs> it makes no not sense o- Not only that, but I think the, the biggest issue is Everyone is okay taking a chance on a quarterback, right? We know that every team reaches for a quarterback. The problem was there were no other teams that really went up. Nobody moved up to get their guy. None of the trades I thought were going to happen in the top seven or eight for all these defensive players. No, and nobody moved up, and there there was nobody that was going to take Daniel Jones. Here's the thing. Here's what I don't understand about the Giants, because if everybody believed their guy is still playing college football, and Herbert. Yes. So if that's your guy, yep. if that's the one that you were praying came out in this draft so you could draft him, why not move out of number six, yes. pick up future first-round picks that then you then can use next year to move There's out? Three to quarterbacks you have coming to move out. Up There's to three one. quarterbacks coming out next yeah. year better than this. If yes. you're going to take him at six, if you don't take him at six and you take him at 17 and get him and said there's two people, two teams I know that are going to take him, let him take him. At six and 17, you get two massive starters. Yes. Yes. If you trade back in the third, again, you should get another starter. You could have got a pass rusher, a D tackle, and a corner. They're all three down players that now start and fit your team, yeah. and you grow with. They did not do that. And get The one in. team that I said was like a bad draft. Yes. There were some that were kind of non-existent. Like the Cardinals, like, you know, like they were kind of in the middle of the pack. I like yeah. some stuff. Not, yeah. This was just bad. No, yeah. and, and nobody else wanted Daniel Jones. Gettleman. Sorry. They, the Washington got who they wanted. They sat there and they waited and they took Dwayne Haskins. And look, Washington was calling to move up. Yeah. And didn't. When the whole Buffalo Jets thing was going to happen and it didn't, Washington started calling. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, I didn't get, they didn't get any better. They no. didn't, that to me, they didn't really build for the future. And they damn sure didn't get better for this year. No, they did not. So who else sticks out in this draft as, as potentially a, a good or a bad? Because I knew, I want to mention Washington here because they, they, had, they had a great draft. They had a great draft. But look, look, I want to stick with the negatives for a second. Yeah, let's, let's go negative that. first. Uh, Houston. Yeah, terrible. You, you, let your, you, get, you let yourself get jumped. You know what you need. Yeah. And you, you need draft, offensive line help. And you drafted the desperately. Win, Titus Howard. So you, let, you get jumped by the Eagles for Andre Dillard. And then you draft a, Juwan Taylor on the board. Yes. A massive, massive project in Titus Howard. Yeah. Like that's I he's not he can't start for you this no, year. No, absolutely not. Like I just to me the Texans we'll talk a little bit later about some playoff team stuff. This is a team that I think is a very strong chance of missing out next year. Desha- I think this is a team that could fall back two or three wins. Deshaun Watson got got sacked. I think More it than was seventy two. It was some ridiculous number. It was but like seventy two times. At least doesn't have an injury history, so that, that shouldn't concern you. I, I, oh wait. At that like, po- at that point, our guys had I think it was seven offensive linemen graded ahead of of Titus Howard yeah. at a minimum. 
And it was the it number was one tackle on the board. I still don't know why he slipped. Yeah. Because Juwan Taylor, who's yes. sitting there and falls to you. Yeah. Even wow. though you got jumped. But they said medical's knee. Was that what the Yeah, medical's knee. But at, but, but at that point, you're taking a project guy. He's young. He's playing through his first contract. Yeah. yeah. I, I got nothing on that also, one. Also, unless he has some degenerative issue. The guy can get healthy by week five of the first season. Yes. Then you still have four or four and a half more years of the guy. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, it was Atlanta to me was a kind of a question mark to yep. me. I mean, they took the two offensive really linemen. It was solid meat and potatoes kind of stuff. I don't think either one of the guys they took are quite like the kid from Notre Dame that played for the Colts last year and mm-hmm. was just ridiculous. Baltimore, I put as a question mark. It was kind of a Baltimore thing to do, but you yeah. take the number one receiver. When all you're going to do is run it and take deep shots. Like, I get that he's fast. I get that he's good. But that made no sense to me when you could have done some other stuff. It's funny there. to me because when when they made the Hollywood Brown pick, I went, that was the worst case scenario for Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that, the absolute worst case who, scenario. He can't throw him the ball. Uh, say, like, I mean, I, I know you need to give a big window for Lamar Jackson. I'm not even sure Marquise Brown can give him a big enough window for him to catch him downfield. Like, yeah. I just – I, to me, it's like that's the one that's like, oh, man, if you landed in any other offense. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, yeah. The, if that's New England's pick at 32, all of a sudden we're talking about, oh, wow. Like that's – we're talking about a wide receiver two in fantasy. And now I'm just like, well, he's I think, I think, I think he's fantasy irrelevant. I mean, maybe yeah. flex if you're hurting later on. The other one was Detroit. It felt to me like it was another one of these New England head coaches and GM combos yeah. that are trying to recreate the Belichick wheel and you're just kind of like, eh. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. Yeah, wasn't great. All right, let's talk about the positives. Uh, Jamie, let's kick it off with Washington because I know we mentioned it, and they they had the biggest part of this with Washington is they waited to get the quarterback that they wanted. Yes. Right, they did not move up to go and the get word Dwayne was Haskins. They were give up a ton. To do yes, that. and they waited. They sat there. They waited. They let the draft come to them. And clearly, what was reported ahead of time did not happen because everybody knows that if Dan Snyder had actually taken over this draft. They would have given up all of the picks yes. to move up and take Dwayne Haskins. And that's, that was the rumor. That was exactly they were the calling. rumor. Yeah, and they were calling. So, Jamie, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you take Dwayne Haskins at 15, who was probably, in my mind, the best quarterback in the I draft agree. class. Uh, yeah. And at 15, it's not as much risk at one yes. or six. Yeah, and yes. they have Case Keenum, so they know that he doesn't have to go in there and be the yes. guy. Right Although, away. I would still put it probably 50% chance that Haskins starts. Yes. I don't think that, just because you have Keenum, I don't think they're, they're committed. Well, they're not very good, and I think they can build this. They're two very different quarterbacks. So yes. I think you could build this kind. I mean, they're both kind of gunslingers, but you can still kind of build this yeah. around him if you want to go I, with that. And also, by the way, I love Colt McCoy. Yes. So, I mean, I think that they have options there. They don't yeah. have to start Haskins right away, but I, I think all three of those quarterbacks have a decent chance of starting, starting with one. one. Yeah. Like, I, I really do. Montez Sweat, obviously, yes. was, was an awesome pick that they had Great next. Pick. Even a couple picks later, and we'll, we'll talk about the running back situation in Washington because that's going to be very interesting for fantasy. They take Bryce Love. Mm-hmm. So you have two running backs – Coming off ACLs yep. on that team that are both dynamic. Oh, by the players. way, they resigned Adrian Peterson. Yeah, so I mean that 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 backfield is is extremely interesting. The, Who's going to be cut bait? Yeah, and the the, the Darius guys. The latest news out of him, and I have it up on Fantasy Pros, is that he could be ready before training camp. So that's good news for them. If he's going to be he, ready before he tore ACL early, early enough, yes. That, so it should be now. Yeah. Go back. Yeah. what I said a year ago, but that Dalvin Cook, you're not the same the first yeah. year. Yes. And you got two of those guys that aren't the same. So I just say Adrian Peterson's trade bait. I think he stays. Mm-hmm. And the other two work themselves back in, and they're the future. But all day is going to give it to him again for as much as he can. Those guys will take four or five carries apiece, catching balls out of the backfield, whatever. 
No. Anybody else, Jamie, that sticks I, out to you? I like the Patriots draft. Yeah. Uh, I thought they did a pretty solid job in the first three rounds, getting Nikhil Harry in the first, Joan Williams in second, Chase Winovich and Damian Harrison, yeah. Yadnika Juiced in the third. I thought they had a really strong draft at the top there. The Patriots they just did got the, better. The Patriots did the Patriot thing, yeah. got better at value. Yep. thought they did a great job. I like what the Raiders did. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't necessarily like the first pick. Yeah. Uh, in Farrell, I thought there were better players on the board at the time, but they like him. He's still a three-down guy that's going to get better. Uh, but they got better all the way across the board in the first round. The draft was pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah. I like what the Steelers did. The Steelers are very, very Steelers thing. Steelers. I love the kid from Toledo they took. Yes, yes. And I know the Bucks were, were really high on him. Um, I love them moving up to get their guy, yeah, and right? Devin Bush, and and yeah. Devin Bush. They move he up. He fits what they do very, very yeah. well. He yeah. runs sideline to sideline. He kind of replaces Shazier and that, uh, the guy they're missing. Another one was I like the Colts. The Colts, who yeah. have all this money in cap space, were not crazy in free agency. They waited. You know, and they end up getting Justin Houston for a really good price, yep. and then they trade back. They get extra picks. Very solid. I like what Chris Ballard's done. He's building a really solid team on the offensive, defensive line in the trenches with your superstar quarterback already. Yeah, very and Chris Ballard. They, added, they yeah. added some speed. Yeah, yeah. With Parrish from Ohio yeah, State, with on the other side of Ty. So, like, I, I liked what they did. I think they got better too. Yeah, a lot of people liked their draft class. Yeah. It was a really, it was very much. They let everything come to them. They didn't overreach. Uh, a lot of times that's... They stuck to their guns on best available players. Yes. And they traded yes. back when that guy wasn't there, when they had the when opportunity they to, and picked up. And they got two more picks out for next year. Yeah. Out of this, out of this too. So, I mean, yeah. Was, and they have a they have quite a bit of a window now with with Andrew Love. They, they absolutely they, He came back, he looks great, and now they know, okay, we now we have a little bit longer of a window. All right, now we're going to talk about the odd shark opening odds, okay? So, these are the odds to make the playoffs. It's not okay. Super Bowl odds. Um, we will mention one team in Super Bowl odds just because I think it's very funny how highly rated they are. Um, so this is the opening odds to make the NFC playoffs. So the Rams and Saints are tied atop the NFC. This is just to make the playoffs? Yeah, to yeah. make the playoffs at minus 300. Okay. Saints, that's Rams that's and Saints. Uh, the Eagles minus 200. The Bears minus 140. The Packers minus 130. The Cowboys even money. Okay. I don't have either of the Packers or the Cowboys. As of today, I we're not doing our official predictions yet, but if I did my way too early ones, I don't have the Packers or the Cowboys. An- another one, another one that I was gonna mention, but I it's just specifically a position that they drafted Rayshon Gary, who does not fit what they do schematically I, defensively. And the guys across the board were all like really good athlete. Doesn't fit what you do, don't understand, especially when there were some generational talent offensive guys that they thought they could add yeah. to help Rodgers. It was a I little – Yeah, the Packers were one we, we didn't talk about. Yeah. Very confusing. You signed two pass rushers for free agency, yeah. a safety, and you draft a pass rusher and a and safety. safety. Yeah, I, I, They can't all be on the field together. No, and it kind of feels like we don't know whether or not they realize that they have a window with Rodgers. It's like, are you trying to win in this window or are you trying I to like go for the they future? Went I just don't like that they – I like where they went. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, yeah. Uh, so, so Cowboys, even money, then the Vikings plus 130 Seahawks plus 140 Falcons plus 160 Niners plus 200 Panthers plus 225 Lions and Bucks at plus 400 Giants plus 500 Redskins, Redskins plus 500 and last, as I told you earlier, the Cardinals minus 900. So I don't want to pander here, but I do like the Tampa Bay plus 400. Yeah. That did, uh, so I Carolina, know. I have no idea if Cam Newton is playing 16 games or zero yeah. this year. I think that that the, that shoulder injury is serious. And I talked to Ron Rivera at the take, Super Bowl. You don't take Wilbur in the third round no. if you're not worried. So, you have no backup. Yeah, so I mean, you could get zero games out of Cam Newton. 
on that team. And that, that's nice that Christian McCaffrey's got guns now, but that's great. That that team is a disaster. That entire offense is built around Cam Newton playing. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not ready to just to say Atlanta's going to bounce back. That, no. team, that team has some fundamental flaws, especially on defense. Saints are really good. I'm, I'm not going to talk the Saints down, but that division isn't as scary as I think people think it might be. No, I'm going to pick the Bucks to, so win, I think the, to I, be a wild card I think team the Bucks could be a wild card. could make a run. The schedule's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be the concern. But, but they finish five, five out of seven at home. Their their whole thing is they're talented. They just got to stay healthy. Yeah, like I, like most teams. But that's, but plus four hundred is a value. Though. Yeah, that's when you're looking at this. I'm looking for you guys to kind of look at it and go, okay, I like the value. Where you're looking at any of these teams, it, it's and, tough to do yes on playoffs for value. I mean, you yeah. have to you have to be again. You have to take a Tampa Bay. You have to expect a team to make a big jump yeah. in order to get any value on like a, on a yes playoff. But I have a no playoff bet in the other conference that we'll talk about. Uh, do we want to go into that? Uh, finish up on the NFC. San Francisco, uh, I don't like. No, I, I don't that, get the that, hype. That price. I mean, they got – Jimmy G's got a lot to prove. They got okay, weapons so, that got to come back. So like I was they, hoping you guys would bait me into that this. That defense because, should be good, but they had four first-round picks on the defensive line last year that weren't that good. Yeah. So coming into the NFL draft, they had on in one book, they had the fifth highest odds to win the Super Bowl. That's – which I don't understand. I give them the third highest odds to win their division. Look, we all yeah. know I love Kyle Shannon. Yes, I he know you scheme do. it up. Yeah. Yes. That offense will be okay regardless who's playing quarterback. He proved that last year. The defense should be good, should be really good. across The, the front four should be the best in the league. you got to stay healthy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and Jimmy G. He's got to show me it. Am like, I, like, show me a I little bit more. I don't know that Jimmy G is good yet. Neither do I. I don't know that he's not good. I don't know. That's the biggest thing. Jimmy yeah. G is still a giant. Yeah, we're, we're talking about odds. Like, you can't. No, I don't mean in that direction that they're going to be like. You just, we just went through the division; they're the third best team in the division right now. Yeah, yes. that's that's my point. I I don't like that they are a Super Bowl team without knowing what the most important part of your team. To me, is you're not a Super Bowl contender if you're the third best team in your division. No, you start the year week one. No, yeah. thank you. That's yeah. that's exactly right. All right, let's move on to the AFC playoff odds. So. Atop the division, atop the AFC, per usual, the New England Patriots open up at minus eight hundred. The Chiefs, second most that likely, yes, yeah, still garbage. garbage, yeah, still garbage. Chiefs minus four fifty. Colts third highest odds minus two sixty. The Chargers at minus two twenty five. The Browns at minus one forty. The Steelers at even money. The Texans at plus one fifty. The Ravens plus one seventy five. Jets plus three hundred. Uh, Titans and Jags both at plus three fifty. Bills and Broncos both at plus 400, Raiders at plus 500, Bengals at plus 600, and the Dolphins at the bottom of the AFC at plus 1,000. Jamie, well, hot take alert. So a hot take alert, and uh, it's May 1st. I've been, I've been sitting on this one for about a month now. Uh, I do not believe that the Kansas City Chiefs will make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have a lot of concerns with that team. One, they have an absolutely brutal schedule, which I found out after all of my other concerns. Yeah, we should, we should honestly, if you can – Pull up, pull up that pull schedule. Up it's bad. Because they're, while they're, you're doing that, we'll jump yeah. on. I mean, because he told me this. So fair enough. Because I reacted a little bit more strongly yesterday when he told me this, and then I, and then the the a logic part started to kick in. Right where I'm like, okay, what's one thing that Jake has told me a ton about quarterbacks? Once a defensive, they have the ability to to take an entire off season and scheme up for a quarterback. Don't think that they're not going to be ready to play. Right, and I'm not saying Mahomes is not going to be. No, no, he's going to be fine because he's one of those guys yes. that can beat you regardless. 
but he had guys to help him do that. Yes. Tyree Kill can beat you regardless of and, how you scheme it up. And you know, Tyree Kill is not points. going to be playing for the Kansas right. City Chiefs. Kareem Hunt was the same thing. Yes. They lost a lot of those pieces. The other big thing to me is they lost their center. They drafted one that's going to be a rookie. Yes. Huge that's deal. Big deal, yeah. man. People don't put enough emphasis on that kind of stuff. That- the defense got worse. It was already bad. Yeah. Got worse. I just – to me, there, there, are, there are so many flaws that this team has. They overcame with just – a stupid amount of offense that I know it's going to get a lot more difficult. They lost their two best playmakers on offense. In a division where I think you, we all believe in the Chargers, yes. right? Like I, I love that Chargers team. And I think that they will be, they were the better team the second half of the season than the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. They were, they beat them. They were the better team in the second half. I, the Broncos, I know that they're not great, but they're also not a layover, and it's tough to go play there every year, and they always play tough. And Flacco's there now, and I like a little bit of what they've done defensively. You got a new head coach. I like what Vic Fangio is going to do defensively. So you got to, and the Raiders are not going to be the Raiders what they were last year. No, I'm not, I'm not good, but they're not going to be as bad as they were. Yes. Still a rivalry. Still yeah. Exactly game. right. Yeah. You're still going to, they're still going to play tough. At that money, I love what you're saying. Yeah, I, I and, and, and I imagine at that point for no one, Kansas City is probably you're getting either six or seven to one yeah. on your money, I'd imagine. So, so go through the schedule that, here. Uh, so here's their non-divisional schedule. So they go at Jacksonville. They play the Ravens at home. At Detroit, which is their one walkover game. Home Colts. Uh, home Texans. Home Packers. Home Vikings. At Tennessee. Uh, at New England. At the Bears. Yeah, they're they're and playing. Obviously, at least the, some of those are in Arrowhead. Yes, and, so then they have, and then they have the Chargers twice. Obviously, but for the most, but for the most part, there they're playing playoff teams from last year and teams that we expect to compete this well, year. And, and here and here's going to be the trouble for them is when they come off their bye, they play the Raiders, but then they go at New England, home Denver, at Chicago, home LA. Chargers. Yeah, that's a tough like, that's a tough stretch to end your to season. To get in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, then that's a late buy again that they had last year. Yeah, that's a so tough I, stretch. I would not I'm, be shocked if they fell back down into that nine-win range. Like, yeah. I like I like the Steelers to even money. I agree. That's, yeah, the, that's, that's the other uh, one. I don't like Houston. I agree with Jamie there. They got they got issues. They're going to they're gonna, that, – that one's tough. I like the Steelers even money on, on the AFC. I think as an, I think I'm going to still have the Steelers to win the division. I agree. And I, think that, and that I don't like the, Brown, the like the Browns at that number either. No. I think the Browns are a wild card team, but I, I'm not ready to crown them. I can see them 10-6 and, and getting a wild card. Yeah. I can see them 8-8. Eight and eight. The yeah. pressure that they're under right now, the hype that they have is it's, – it's crazy. Yeah, we they're went good from- On paper, I, I, Keep Tlaib said it exactly perfect, I thought. Until I see it with my own eyes, it's, it looks great on paper. Yeah, I gotta see. I gotta see them on the field. I gotta feel it. I gotta play against them and go. Oh, these boys are good. I mean, yeah. and their schedule's not easy either. I mean, if they come out, they have home against the Titans. Yep, that's at, the walkover. Titans that's got walkover. better. At Jets, that's a game you should win. Then you go home against the Rams at Baltimore at San Francisco home Seattle at New England. Like that's I mean, a you, tough you have a tough stretch. stretch. The There's season. one, two, three, four, six, seven. If you're three and four, yeah. I mean, which you could legitimately be at that point. You're going to struggle to make Say playoffs. losing in New England, losing in Baltimore, losing against the Rams, and you say maybe drop one of the Seattle or at 49ers or Titans game. What What is the narrative around that team at three yeah. and four? What happens if they start two and five? That And that, that's the, the concern. The sky has fallen and crumbled. They're talking about pressure now. Yeah. Whew. See, that's the that's the the expectation, I think. Instead of going from – and I, I interviewed Kevin Byard, who's the starting safety for the Titans, and I asked him about this because they open up to, against the Browns. And he looked at me, and he looks right in my eyes, and he goes, 
I love this situation. He goes, I love that we are going in there and everybody is talking about how damn good the Cleveland Browns are and they haven't won shit. He looked at me and he's like, they haven't won anything. He goes, I love, he goes, nothing is better for a defense than to hear about how great this passing offense is going to be and how they're going to put up serious numbers. He goes, our team is going to have, is going to feast on that, getting ready to go play them in game one. And I'm not saying that Tennessee's going to go out there and beat them. But they could. But they oh, could. They, the, the Titans are boring as hell. They and are. I, and I don't like But they play, play football. good. They play fundamentally pretty good. But football. Mike Rabel gets them up. Yes. That team plays. And that that is, I don't care. They could win five games this year. That's a team you do not ever want to play. So that's what I'm saying. They're going to run it. They're going to play defense. It's going to be close. So that's what I'm saying. What happens when on the first drive, Baker throws a pick six to that defense who, oh, by the way, was number two in interceptions last year, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden people are freaking out. I mean, that's that's where one game, I know it's one game, but you know how this league is. The overreaction Mondays are going to be ridiculous. Yes. will be out of control. So yes. I, I told I told every Browns fan that I met at the draft, I said, listen, I like your team a lot, but y'all haven't been in the playoffs in a really, really long time. And Freddie Kitchens is a new head coach, and there's a lot of personalities in that locker room. Yes. I said, why don't you set your expectations to, hey, let's compete in a really tough division and make the playoffs. That should be the expectation this year. Not we're going to jump from not being being the most irrelevant team in football for almost two decades to we are a Super Bowl contender because yes. that's ridiculous. It doesn't matter who you are, but Cleveland, it's like you guys should just be happy that you weren't picking number one overall for the first yes. time in a long time. Mark my words: if they start two and five or three and four, they will implode on themselves. In that I agree. Yeah, I, I and, agree. And that's the that's the big concern with because everybody loves Odell it's right not now. Talent. Talent's not the issue in Cleveland right now. No, and things will be fine if they're winning. But we all know what what happens with Odell and Jarvis and some of these guys when they're not winning. I also think this is a multi-year thing because I, I think I mentioned this on the show a couple months ago of the reasonable expectations for the Browns this year is that they make the playoffs to the wild card team and they are competitive. Maybe they could even eke out a win over a Pittsburgh or an Indy on yeah. wild card weekend. Yeah. That is the peak of what their what expectations should be for the Browns this year. Yes. That's not what they are, but that's what they should <laughs> if be. If they get in, they'll be young and swaggy enough. You will not want to play them. No. Because they will have nothing to lose, and they'll be freewheeling it. But and to, I would not want to play a team no, like that. But, that but to weapons. me, a playoff win would be a monster oh, checkmark for huge, the season. Not, not getting in the extra championship game, not getting the Super Bowl, winning a play, getting in and winning the playoff the playoffs game. once since they've been back in the NFL. Yes. Thank you. That's, that's, that's exactly what you need Which to was hear. 1999, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And what, one double digit win season, the 07 year? Yeah. With Derek Anderson? Yeah. And so let's, let's, let's calm the hype, Cleveland. Yes. Let's relax a little bit. You're Enjoy. a good team. You're not a Super Bowl contender. In- yeah, we're talking about odds in Vegas. I don't like that money. No. I mean, that's not. No. Yeah, dude. It's not, not they have better odds to make the playoffs than the Steelers do. I'll tell you, I don't like that. that no, no. I don't like that's that at all. reaction. 100%. reaction to, to, because, again, Steelers didn't have Le'Veon Bell last year. They didn't lose Le'Veon Bell. No. They didn't have Le'Veon Bell last year. Yeah. Obviously, yes, losing Antonio Brown's talent is a big drop. But from everything we have heard since the end of the season, kind of sounds like addition by subtraction to me. Yeah. To that team. That yeah. team needs I a love the receiver they took in the second round. Yep. I was going to yes. say, they and got, they got pieces. This I think team is more cohesive offensive unit. This organization has proven that they can identify wide receiver talent, develop it, and put it into the league. But what have they proven and that they can't see, do that? I mean, does Jalen Samuel will line up at wide receiver more often? What they do, Benny Snell was the running back that they draft? 
Yes, they got that I person, Benny so, Snell, yep. with there with James Conner. Yep. Like, so you have those pieces there. You have some pass catchers. I just, again, I'm not, I, I, I know last season ended in disaster, but that was a team that gave away many games that they should have won. That was probably a 13 win team that only won nine. And it was all because of drama. Let's was, be honest. Yeah, it was just, all because that team was so filled with drama. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying with the Browns. I mean, I, if they don't watch it, they, they can just implode on themselves. Yeah, and I, I think that team's going to be a lot more calm this year. I agree. Let's talk about the best uh, fantasy situations here for for some rookies. Yeah. So I'm going to read you guys the uh, fantasypros.com. They put together a list of the top 15. This is just rookies. So they're not I'm not telling you that they're all top 15. Yeah, just this is among just rookies. among rookies from a situation standpoint. And this is obviously we haven't seen any we haven't they haven't been in camp. They haven't done it. So this is way too early, but we're going to react just based off the situation they were drafted to. So number one overall, and I think this is an easy one, is Josh Jacobs going to Oakland. Yeah, right? that, that's my number one as well. He's going to get the ball a lot. He's a talented player. He has, again, it's situation opportunity. He's a starting running back in the NFL, and that's it, it's fantasy. You own every starting running back. Three down yes. starting running back in the NFL is going to catch a lot of passes. Yes. Yeah. By far the number one guy, actually. And, and the entire offense is going to be built to go through him. Yeah, he's, and, he's an RB2 for me. And Isaiah, gonna, we'll, we'll Crowell, and Isaiah Crowell tore his ACL post the NFL draft. Yes. So he's now not going to be playing as well. So obviously Marshawn Lynch is retiring. Yep. Um, so there's a so lot of room. Now. Yeah, for, for now. A lot of room for him. Uh, and, and you like volume, basically. You're looking at this, you're going, who's going to get the touches? I think he's an touches? explosive player, yeah. too. Yeah. Catches it really well. I'm curious to see where the fantasy community ranks him going into drafts. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. to me, my, my, again, I haven't done my rankings yet. He's still probably an RB2 for me. But people always love to reach for those rookie running backs. Absolutely. Especially after what Saquon did last year. Yeah. Number two overall on this list, Nikhil Harry going to the New England Patriots at wide receiver one. Uh, I like it. I don't know if I like him as the number two rookie here. I just, to me, we've tried for years to make outside receivers in the Patriots offensive thing in fantasy, and it hasn't been since Randy Moss left. So here's the only, if you're good news, if you're looking for upside for Nikhil Harry. Volume for him beyond Julian Edelman. Harry is Harry's competing for snaps with uh, Philip Dorsett, Demarius Thomas, Maurice Harris, and Bruce Ellington. Yes, but so was those are the same guys Chris Hogan was competing yes. last year. He's not Chris competing with snaps with any of them. Yes, the Patriots took him in the first round. He's starting day one. That's it, that's the only thing that I like for this from an upside standpoint is New England doesn't usually get guys that early if they're not I, really it, loving. Put this way, I will not only kill Harry in any fantasy teams this year. He's going to go way above. And I, I agree. Saying, I, yep. I, again, I, I forks see up. I'm an ASU alum. I love yeah. Nikhil Harry. It's not a question about his talent or the system. It's just I, I think that he's going to get overdrafted. Yes, We have that's seen Patriots. The only Patriots wide receiver that I will trust is Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to wait and see on Nikhil Harry before I take him because he's going to go as like a, wide, a late wide receiver too. I can see a bunch of three catch 60-yard weeks. I'm just – I'm worried yeah. about that. They're going to run the crap out of the ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. Period. I think they're going to run the ball a ton. I do think Austin's Ferry and Jenkins is a sneaky fun play yeah. on that offense. But I, I think I'm, you're gonna I mean you're gonna get a loaded box playing man with a single high safety without just, without Gronk. You can do that now. Yes. Yep. Just, it doesn't okay. bode well for him. The question is is how, how are you gonna scheme him open? Because Nikhil Harry, the one thing he can't do is separate. Yeah. Right. And he's playing on the outside still. So again, I, I like him, but I'm gonna let somebody else take the risk yeah, and I don't, I don't I don't like him at number two. Yeah, most of the time I have a strict I don't draft Patriots players not named Julian no, Edelman was, or if Gronk. That was because, Hollywood Brown. Yes. If that those picks got flipped, yeah, for different sure. story. Yeah. Because I think Patriots can don't have that deep threat. But 
Philip Dorsett is, but yeah. Yeah, but they don't trust him enough. Right. No, for sure. All right, number three on this list is Miles Sanders going to Philadelphia. That, that's they, yeah. they have their RB2 here. Um, I think there's a lot to like overall with yeah. Miles Sanders. I mean, figuring out Philadelphia's running back situation is going to give you a headache, but – Yeah. I, no, I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I love him. I, yes, I think the kid I think is – that's a good pick. Call him a poor man's Saquon Barkley. He's legit. Yeah. I think he goes in there, he, he solves their running back problem, and I think he's their three-down guy. I like him a lot. I think he's yeah. be a, he'll be a sneaky play in that fourth, fifth, sixth round of the draft. You get another RB2. Number four here they have uh, of Chicago Bears, David Montgomery, um, yeah, I, which, I, I, which I assume is going to be a pretty good not pick. Not at four. Not at four, but they I got to find out who they're handing the ball to on first and second down. It's yeah. not going to be Tariq Cohen. No, it's not. And the pick's too six, valuable of moving all over the field. 100%. It's going to be Jordan Howard from last year. Yeah. He's, he's not better than Jordan Howard. He's the same yeah. kind of guy. Didn't he can catch, catch better, yeah. though. He can catch guess, better. But, but Trey like, Cohen's going to be in if they're yeah. throwing the ball to a running back. I, I don't like him at all. I'm staying. That's like a Patriots thing to me. I'm staying away. I got bit yeah. last year with Jordan Howard. Yeah. I don't yeah. like him that yeah, high. Yeah, these rookies. I'm waiting to see to where those guys are going in drafts. Because, again, I'm fine with taking some flyers late on some of these guys versus yeah. just grabbing yeah, the – Yeah, Trey Cohen gets hurt. I really like him. Yeah, yeah. But, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, number five, DK Metcalf to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, that's the- another one that he, I will not own DK Metcalf. I, 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 <sighs> Prove it. Yeah, prove it to me. Like yeah. I, I don't, I just, I'm not ready just to. Now again, somebody's got to catch the ball besides Tyler Lockett in that offense. Yeah, because it, obviously but. the resolution on Doug Baldwin's supposed to be expected to come within the next few weeks. But what I would say is, take a look at who they drafted. They drafted a couple of wide receivers. The writing's on look the wall. What works in that offense? Smaller guys that when the things break down and Russell Wilson does his thing, can come back to him and make plays. Big meaty guys that run real fast, straight, have a hard time stopping. They have a hard time cutting. It doesn't really fit what Russell Wilson does no. when the plays break down. I, he'll, have big he'll have some yeah. big games. He'll have a few. He'll have a few those like couple, three for a hundred. Yeah. yeah, but I just to me, if somebody else is going to own it because of all the hype surrounding DK Metcalf and his muscles and what he looks like, oh, and yeah. like and all the pictures, and him and Pete Carroll taking their shirts off, and, and that's and all nice, this stuff. and yeah. that's great. But when you, I just to me, that's another one where somebody else is going to take the best thing for him is Tyler Lockett played really well last year yes. and is yeah. a burner. So if you're gonna roll a safety, you got to roll with Tyler Lockett. So DK Metcalf's gonna get some single yes. stuff, and Russell Wilson throws the best deep ball in football. He's gonna they're gonna take two or three shots against, yes. and if he can beat man to man press, or even a guy sitting off, he's gonna have his shot. Yeah, and again, but it's still gonna be it's gonna be proven. I'm not taking him as high as he's gonna go. No, no. And when we get closer to draft time, we'll be able to evaluate. Okay, like there is a. I'm not saying don't draft these guys. I'm no. saying there's a value point in which I'm like, okay, now I. Would You're draft saying them. don't draft them where a lot of these guys are probably gonna get drafted. I just know the hype, that's what happens. The hype around DK Metcalf and the hype around anybody that catches a ball in the Patriots offense just gets so crazy yes. that I. I don't, I'm not going to pay a premium for players that I have. I'm not sure are going to be able to return that investment. All right, we'll go through the next five here. AJ Brown to the Tennessee Titans. I love the player. I just don't love the Titans' offense. Again, no. I will beat the drum. I don't think Marcus Mariota is a good starting quarterback. So here's our, and I know we all like the player, but the situation sucks. Marquise Hollywood Brown to Baltimore. Not touching it with a ten. No, no. Oh, he's going to have some games. Because they'll hit a couple home runs, but he's going to be so inconsistent week to week. You're never going yeah, to win the play. He's going to get overdrafted. He's a guy that I'd like to take in my final like couple picks of the draft. Just put yeah, him on my bench and say, "Let's see." But no, he's going to get. I love Hollywood Brown. I just don't. I am scared to death about what that Ravens offense is going to look I like. I agree. I know Mark Ingram's there now, but like I just look, they get two really good young tight ends too that are both going to be on the field yeah. a lot. I think. I yeah, just, I just I I'm nervous s- from a fantasy perspective of any any Baltimore Ravens. The second time around, we saw one team take care of Lamar, and so, it, Lamar Jackson's another guy that's going to get overdrafted. I, this year. I, just, I will not own Lamar Jackson in any fantasy team. No, I absolutely not. 
All right, Paris Campbell. The next two wide receivers I like more than I like Hollywood Brown. Uh, Campbell going to Indianapolis and Debo Samuel going to San Francisco. Yeah. I like both of those both of those situations more, and I especially like Campbell in Indianapolis. Campbell's, I mean, the guy that throws maybe the second best deep ball yeah. is Andrew Luck. Yeah, Ty is going to get his. Yeah, Ebron was a beast last year. You got three guys that can beat you deep. You, you only got two safeties. I think he's going to now. His problem is he didn't catch very well. Yeah. So how many home runs is Andrew going to put in the bread basket that he drops? Debo Samuel, that offense has got to prove it to me too. Yeah. I love Kyle. They're going to scheme it up. He's going to be open. It's going to be opportunity. He's a four-year player. He's a little bit better route runner, all those kind of things. But all those guys are still mid-round, grab them, wide receiver three, throw them on the bench, see what happens if you had injuries, those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, to me, like the Paris Campbell one, I think it's interesting because they made, I'm trying to look up, they made guys like Chester Rogers and Ryan Grant and Dontrell Inman fantasy relevant yes. for stretches last year. Yeah. And I think Paris Campbell's is a lot better player. Than I think he's a one trick pony though. He's not a very good route no. runner. He's fast. But again, this is another guy that's up when you get to your bench level. Again, I got to see where these guys are going in fantasy. Yeah. But like what that does to me with Paris Campbell is makes Ty's value go way. I agree. Yes. I agree. Yes, it absolutely does. Especially now because coming into this season, just remember where we were last year with Andrew Luck. Yeah. We were totally unaware of what we were going to expect from Andrew Luck. Right. Yeah. We were like. We haven't seen this guy throw a football. We're not sure what this is going to look like. We were not ready for what we saw last year, right? No. And so now you're. we have an entire offseason to evaluate. We have health through, healthy Andrew Luck behind healthy, very good offensive line for the first time in his entire career. Now we know healthy T.Y. I mean, that's the guy where I'm going, yeah, yeah I want T.Y. Yeah. Bad. And as far as Steve Samuel goes, the best like, – he's going to have opportunity yeah, in that offense because sure. they don't have – Good pass catcher no. George Kittle. That's it. Like yeah. that receiving core is bad. But that's what's point. You're getting but, number one. You're getting the number one corner as a rookie. But yeah, like I just hmm. yeah. Okay. Me, don't, don't don't get overhyped about these rookies. So I'm going to do ten and eleven. I was going to do top ten, but I want to do it because they're both tight ends. Okay. So I want you guys to figure out which situation you like more. So Detroit, even after scaring everyone with the last time that they took a tight end in the first round, they go T.J. Hawkinson, who everybody. Pretty much all the analysts yeah. like out of out of, Iowa, out of Iowa, but very early yeah. for a tight end going to Detroit, and then Noah Fant going to Denver um, in a situation where we know Joe Flacco likes the tight end. I kind of but I, does he though? Like I, that's the narrative I've heard. Joe Flacco loves the tight end. Joe Flacco hasn't thrown consistently the tight end in like eight years. Yeah, Joe Flacco his, hasn't been his cons- completion percentage is higher than any other position. But, most, yeah. most guys are with the tight end. I like Noah Fant better than I like Hawkinson in this situation. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Flacco does like the tight end, but they got good young receivers there, yeah. and they had a huge hole at tight end. Probably just he doesn't block. Fan, yeah, yeah. yeah. the full round. He's Heath Miller again. Like that yeah. dude's a really good player. I don't like it at eight. He's going to get overdrafted. I yeah. think Fan's going to be a better play in fantasy there. Yeah, I mean, for where you're going to take one or take a tight end? Yeah, I mean, Hawkinson. Yeah, he's going to get overdrafted. I'm going to see again. I, I need to see it. I, I don't like rookie tight ends in particular. Yeah. I'm not drafting Noah Fan at all. No, I, I just when's the last Baltimore Ravens tight end you drafted? So if Joe Flacco is this, this king of throwing to the tight ends, when's yeah. the last time in fantasy you drafted him? I guess it's more so like, because I like the the wide receiving core a lot more in Denver now that he's there, and I like the I like Corlin Sutton. I like what their running game is going to do, so I like the tight end position more there than I do in Detroit because I don't. If they were flipped, I love Hawkinson in Denver. Yeah, yes, but, yeah, but it's. I, just, it's I mean, tight ends are going to be thin. I think fans yeah. later on where you would want to take a tight end is yeah. probably still going to be there. I think he's probably a decent player. And look, if you're going to take, if you want to draft a rookie, this is a position to do it because there are like six good tight ends max. That's exactly and then if right. You, if you're going to take a chance, like why not take a chance on Hawkinson? Why not take a chance on Noah Fan? 
I want to bring up another tight end. Why not take a chance on the guy that Jacksonville, Josh Oliver? Yeah. I think Josh Oliver could be their day one starter at tight end. Uh, and and there's a quarterback. And Nick Foles has thrown yeah. to the tight end a lot. Yeah, that's a good point. They took Josh Oliver in the third round. That's somebody that if you miss out on the top six I like that one ends, the best of the three we just yeah, talked about. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, really a good, good point. point. Like, if you miss out on all those guys, I would rather take a chance. And you know what? If, if they're not good, cut them week three. But you're not getting another good tight end there. That's yeah. the difference. You, you're you're talking about taking him in yeah. rounds 9, 10, 11. That's yeah. the difference. This is the position you take a risk on. Yeah. Because you're going to pass up good wide receivers to take some of these other rookies Which that are going to play or good running backs. Yeah. You're not going to pass a good tight end. By the here. way, Travis Kelsey is going to get overdrafted like a mother when yes. we're talking about tight ends. Yeah, cause cause there is no Gronk in the, the year he put up last year. He put up that year last year because you couldn't double it. Yeah. There's teams that might play Kansas City like you played Gronk in a pass with bracket coverage on Kelsey. Yeah. And he ain't the toughest dude in the world. Listen, I was the happiest Eric Ebron owner of all time last year. Oh, you so and I me think both. I, I think I got him in like the last round. Yeah, I picked him up on waivers in like week four yeah. or two weeks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I – Unless the and not last year's Gronk, but earlier on, I was in the okay. If I can get Gronk at a certain value, I'll take him. But most of the time, Kelsey and Gronk went so early that yeah. I was passing on a top tier either running back or wide receiver that I just refused to do. Yeah. That I always wait. And this is Jamie brings up a good point. Like if you're gonna take a chance, this would be one of those guys yeah. you probably take a chance later on because you're not yeah. gonna have to. You're not gonna have to overdraft these no. guys. And, a lot of these guys are gonna be available, and you'll know quickly. Yeah. Like it's not like if you if you take Josh Oliver or Noah Fant and you're sitting there week five and they haven't done anything for you, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can drop them. No, you're going to know. Yeah, I'll throw you one out there. You might want to take higher than you've taken in the past, O.J. Howard. Yeah. Yeah. New offense, no Gronk. Be the starter. Be on the field all three downs. I would not be surprised if O.J. If he, Howard is if he's, the if he's healthy. Third. Could he, he could be the third tight end off the board. Yeah. yeah. Behind Ertz and yep. – Oh, uh, no, excuse me, it'd be fourth because Kelsey Arts and and Kittle. But yeah. he'd yeah. be the fourth tight end. After the big three, he'd be the first in the next tier. One other one I want to bring up, and I don't I wouldn't draft him in fantasy, but I think it it, it spells the end for the Kyle Rudolph era yeah. of fantasy, and that's the Vikings taking Irv Smith Jr. You don't yep. take him in the middle of the second round there. Uh there's rumors that uh, Kyle Rudolph could get traded. I was the first I'm not touching either one of those tight ends. No. But first team with tight end injury, Rudolph's getting shipped. Yeah. yeah. Big salary cap number. They drafted a replacement cheaper. Yeah, that's Yeah, and I like like Kyle Rudolph, the human being, like all the stuff that he's done in Minneapolis, like his Walter Payton Man of the Year stuff last year was probably one of the best. But from a strictly football fantasy perspective, he was one of the more good player. He ends up in the right situation. So yeah. he can end up he, with a, and he's had success with four. For team. sure. Yeah. yeah. But Kirk, for whatever reason, it's not a good situation for for those two together. Two other names I want to quickly just bring up. One uh is Michael Hardman. Yeah. Is the Kansas City wide receiver that they took to They have him at fourteen to, to be a Tyreek Hill replacement. Again, if you a flyer in the last couple of rounds, sure. Yeah, well, that that's the time that you would take him. I'd take a risk on him a little bit higher, depending on the situation there, because they're going to have to have because he's going to get carries. Yeah, that's yeah. He's going to get carries. He's going to get bubble screens. He's going to have in a PPR. I'd take him a little bit higher than than the last few rounds. I mean, I think he's a good player and great run after the catch. And, and he's like, not Tyreek Hill. No, but no, but if he's even sixty percent, he's worth gotta, taking. He's worth rostering. Yeah. The only other one that I keep in mind, if you play in a two-quarterback league, especially if you draft early, you sneaky fun play, and we mentioned it earlier, is Will Greer. Yeah. I just I have massive concerns about Cam Newton's shoulder. I don't know if he's going to play at all. Yeah. I don't know if he even comes back and he's going to – how long he's going to play. He sat out the end of last year. If you're in a two-QB league and you're in one of those leagues where every every starting quarterback is on a roster yeah. somewhere, if you can steal them for like a dollar in an auction or in the last round somewhere, yeah, just sit on your Will bench. Greer yeah. might end up being – I'd say I put it like a 
fifteen percent chance he starts sixteen games for the Panthers this year. Yeah, you're not going to get a quarterback like that that late. So just a name to keep in mind. Yeah, the sh- the shoulder injury is a serious concern for Cam. And Cam's come. I mean, how many injuries has Cam had? I mean, it's, it's Cam's fine. not Andrew either when it comes to throwing touch and being a well-rounded quarterback. It's all fastballs and it's all straight over the top. There's very little arm angle movement. He's not Matthew Stafford. He's not these guys that throws it from all over the place. Patrick Mahomes, it's straight over the top. It's shoulder pressure, and it's all fastballs. And if he's not healthy, he ain't that good. He's not that most accurate guy in the world anyway. And we've seen that. We saw it toward the the, the latter half of last year when we didn't know how hurt he was when we were wondering what the heck was happening to Carolina's offense and team. Um, So I want to just quickly a couple of tweets that we got into the show because I asked which rookie are you most excited about? I'll let you two go. So not not fantasy, like you're just upside. You're looking at it and you're going, okay, if everything goes right, right, this situation, I love this fantasy, this fantasy player. So I'll, I'll tell you the ones we got to the show first. This one comes from Stephen Curtis. So he is a Denver fan, and obviously he loves Noah Fan. He is he is very excited about Joe Flacco throwing to his tight end. And the other, we got a couple. Apparently, we got a lot of Washington Redskins fans who are very excited about their young quarterback, which does not surprise me at all. Because guess what? They had a good draft. They were expecting the worst because heading into it, all the speculation was that Snyder was going to take over, and yeah. good luck with that. Um, I will say tame the expectations there because I do think that it will be Case Keenum. I, I do play in all 16 games. No, it's not fantasy no, relevant no. to me at they, all. No. They have and they have no weapons. They're going to run yeah, it 40 times a game. I think you, quarterbacks they like. you can be excited about your quarterback in a football perspective without drafting him in fantasy. Yeah. Okay. So tone it down. I have a rule. Never draft your, your team's players. Yeah. Yeah. Because you always overvalue them. Yes. So Justin on Twitter – uh, and and Jamie on Twitter told me Washington Redskins Dwayne Haskins trained down. I think the best Not case from a football perspective. No, right? from a football perspective, yeah, this could be really good and, for them. But fantasy, for, yeah, from a fantasy perspective, let's let's tone it down. Should be on your waiver wire. Yeah, uh, Jamie, two QB league. Who are you most excited about? Uh, to me, again, it's fantasy. You have to start with running backs. It's Josh Jacobs. I just yeah. think that that scenario there, when you're talking about a player in this draft that could finish a player in this draft that you might be drafting in the first round in 2020. That's the player. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Miles Sanders. Yep. Same same thing. I mean, yeah. Josh Jacobs is easy one. I think he's going to put up monster numbers. I think Sanders could take over that backfield and put up very similar numbers, yeah. if not bigger numbers, because that offense in Philly could be really fun. Uh, maybe this is – I'll stay in Philadelphia, and maybe this is because I have Ben Solak in my ear telling me to get excited about J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. But I, I – it's more so like I'm – on the field. Yeah. It's – I want to – just out of the box, like best case scenario, Carson Wentz falls in love and throws in the ball. Because Alshon Jeffrey got hurt. Yeah, they play the same position. Yes, yeah, they're paying Alshon Jeffrey a lot of money. Uh, he's and Jeffrey, not going to be on the field. Jeffrey gets hurt all the time. Even with Aguilar in the cutoff, they still don't think he's going to be on the field. Jeffrey gets hurt all the time. As a Bears fan who watched, he never played sixteen games. I know. I just and we'll see. So what? You're going <laughs> to get a play? Just, get a play through? I, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. I didn't like the draft pick. Oh, okay. So you don't like him at all? I like the player. I don't like the situation. Okay. All I'm right. not taking a dude that high that's not going to be on the field. All right. I like it. I like that we don't agree. It's more fun when yeah. we don't agree. Uh, any other parting thoughts, guys? Other than RIP Hollywood Brown. I'm so yeah, sad. That, that was the player I was I, – And I, A.J. I, Brown. Yeah. yeah. I thought was the best receiver in the draft. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I was really disappointed. Yeah. Jake's wide receiver one and my wide receiver one both went to situations where they're, they're just got yeah. no value. Mariota and, <sighs> and you just – that's unfortunately – Corey, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown together. 
That's with okay. a different quarterback. Yes, that is yes. a good looking yes. set, but not the quarterbacks that they no. have. It sucks. I just I and then Hollywood Brown. That's again the worst case scenario. It's just the worst case scenario. Yeah, is it, again, I just a straight line speed guy. Like I mean, he's he's basically just going to be John Brown. That's yeah. what he's going to be in Baltimore. He's going to be what John Brown was last year. That's it. Yeah. It's, and I just think, I think he has an upside that was much greater than on offense. I'm scared of that foot. Every receiver I've ever seen with that foot, whether they call it Liz Frank or not, it comes back. And they they try to play through it and they try to be tough and whatever. And it's like trying to play on turf toe, man. It is that sounds like a funny injury. It is nothing more painful. And for speed guys, we talk about all the yeah, time. Yeah, they can't. They ain't the same. No, this was uh, this was such an I, I was I was so disappointed, right? Because I can't help myself. I'm watching the draft, and all I'm thinking about is what type of fantasy situation they're getting yeah. drafted into. And I'm going, oh, you see my face visibly on camera. The second I announce the pick, I'm like, yeah. oh. you know what I would have loved to see is like the Saints, not because they're in the Buccaneers division, but from a football. Yes, the Saints trade up and take AJ Brown. Yeah, yeah. that's the type of scenario. On, that, on the other side of Michael Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Like, whoa, yeah, well, that's the kind of thing that I was hoping happened, but yeah. like, none of that really uh, happened. DK Metcalf going later doesn't, no, whatever. No, and and like you, like we said when we analyzed him, I, I'll tell you another another one that I might like better than all of them we didn't talk about is okay. a receiver from Toledo the Steelers took in the second round. Oh, okay. um, kid can flat get it, and that offense Ben's gonna like love Deontay him. Switzer, something. Why Switzer, can't I yeah, Switzer's gonna play in the slot. Still got James Deontay Washington. Johnson. Yeah, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. He's going to be that John it's a good Brown. He's going to be John Brown, Mike yeah, Wallace, it's a good Emmanuel call Sanders early. It's actually who I should switch mine to because I do like him a lot. That is going to be a steal because he's going to fall late because people aren't going to know. He probably won't Steelers, get drafted in a lot of yeah. leagues. Oh, I, that's my James Conner from last year. Yeah. I know that offense. He's yeah. going to fit in. He's going to have some home runs. If him and Ben have chemistry, James Washington goes away and that kid's on the field. That's the thing. I'm not sold on James Washington. No, and he I know doesn't. everyone's just anointed him as a possession guy, guy, and you but, need speed on the other side of Juju. Yeah. And this kid can flat get it. Yes, that's a good that's a good call out. Pay attention to the Steelers. We'll get a we'll get a good look at them, obviously through training camp, and we'll evaluate and see what it looks like better. But the way too early evaluations, uh, we like them. By the way, like another phenomenal pick is if Samuels has the tight end running back designation in fantasy again. Yes. draft him somewhere <laughs> because <laughs> that is a freaking home run. Yes. He's going to play enough. It'll Man. only be in Yahoo leagues when that happens because Yahoo is living on its own I planet. I don't know what happened last year, but like that was the greatest yeah, thing ever. Yeah, Yahoo's living on its own planet when it comes to how they do position eligibility across the fantasy world. If you play fantasy baseball, you know what I mean too. Um, <laughs> but if he is, like I said, they're gonna again. They might fight. They're gonna need to find ways to use him. He's dynamic enough. Yeah. I think he can be a guy that's catching a few more passes a game. All right, guys. Uh, tell everybody how they can follow you on social media. You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at JME Eisner on Instagram. Jake? Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. Uh, and you can follow me at the underscore sports page. And be sure to uh, hit us up on social media. I'm going to start at TD Fantasy underscore. I put that tweet out today just to see what everybody's thinking. Now that we've had a little time to digest the NFL draft, but obviously over the coming weeks we'll have a lot of time to talk about what happened Without over the last few weeks. leaving, we cannot – not say how awesome Nashville was. Oh yeah, like, it was yeah. freaking New York Times Square times two. Yeah, I should, I should. Highest ratings, highest attended. Yeah. They hit it out of the freaking park. So let me read this tweet to you guys because it, for all those people that, and I mostly am looking at NBA Twitter when I say this with the biggest rolling of eyes because there's always this like, for whatever reason, I don't know why this happens, Jimmy. Maybe you can weigh in on it. 
the Twitter's like battle with like which sport is better. Yes. Like my sport Constantly. is better, right? Baseball. I see baseball Twitter do this a little bit. I see hockey Twitter, hockey Twitter does. does it. I see NBA Twitter. And in all reality, it's because you're all fighting because you're all combined, not what football is right. in a ratings perspective. Yes. Okay. So this is from the NFL. The 2019 NFL draft had 47 and a half million viewers. Oh That's my God. That's a couple people. And 600,000 fans in attendance. The highest rated, most watched, and most attended event ever. And oh, by the way, they scared everyone away on Thursday because it was calling for torrential downpours all day long. Yeah. We Which were all. Obviously, didn't happen. It didn't happen. It, it, it wasn't. It was crazy to watch. Like, I'm still shocked yeah. as they went down Broadway away from the stage, which you couldn't see after 100 yards. 600 yards later, it's still Times Square. I'm telling, I'm telling you as somebody who – I went down there on Saturday night after they had already broken everything down, and it was an unbelievable sight to see. How many people all in their NFL jerseys – all, every bar had a line that was outrageous. Every place was packed. Everyone was chanting, finding their groups of people. It was perfect. And then then you envision what it's going to be like next year in when Vegas. it is in Las Vegas. Because I love Nashville, but I'm telling you, when you think about the scenario of sitting in a sports book, watching the NFL draft, yeah. and then walking on Las Vegas Boulevard to see NFL Draft Central – it is going to be outrageous next year. Yes. It's going and to I be outrageous, wait. and I cannot wait to be there. Thank you, Nashville. I had a hell of a time. I love your city. I will definitely be back when I can actually semi-enjoy being in that city because I was working the whole time. But Nashville, the people, the southern hospitality, the food, the generosity, it was an unbelievable experience. And like I said, Vegas, you're on the clock. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.